Welcome to Crab Chat, the unofficial fantasy review that you never wanted nor asked for. I'm your host, Manny the Crab Man, and in a minute, we'll rewind back to the round that was live, recorded from the backyard of Cirque Circle, Tim Robertson, our flog missioner's backyard, uh, and you will have the unique privilege as our faithful listeners of listening to just how wrong me and Tim got the round that was. Welcome back to the. How's this working? Out? What did I say? I have no idea. It must be a long time. Uh, welcome back to. Oh, the welcome to wanted. Crab Chat. The unofficial. I wrote down this Google Doc. <laughs> the unofficial fantasy review that you never wanted nor asked for. I'm your host, Manny the Crab Man. And alongside me this week in the co pilot seat is our commissioner, Tim Robertson. How's it going, Tim? Yeah, good, big fella. Thanks for not calling me a flog. I very much appreciate that. Uh, we've moved on from that. We're growing up. This is season two. And I just want to point out, this is a special episode. We are recording this as the round is still live. It is 4.09 p.m. The Dogs and the Saints have kicked off the last game of the round four minutes ago. Um, and we killed it out of the blocks early. What are they on? 7-0. Straight up. Quick goal on a point to start the game. And we're going to take this opportunity uh, to walk through um, the round as it stands because we've got a couple of games that are going down to the wire um, and... Let's run through those now. So, looking at the fixtures, um, at the top of my list here, I've got the janitors, yourself, Tim, mm. taking on um, po. China's favourite seafood restaurant. Oh, what a shit game so this is as well. So, John has currently got you 80, 825 to 717. Mm. So, he's got you by how many points is that? Just over 100, about 108. Yeah. Yep, yep, mass yep. from uh, Mr. Got, Barrett's I've here, got, 12 class, serves me well. <laughs> I've got two players. Oh. <laughs> Okay, before we, get, before we get started, what? I've just got to point out, your backline's having, everyone's already um, noted in the group chat, your backline's having a bad weekend. You've got one player in the backline live, Hayden yep. Crozier. How's he going? Two minutes in, he's on minus six. <laughs> What's he done? Is that two free kicks I against? I have no idea. <laughs> he, hasn't he hasn't touched the ball, he's given away two free kicks. Two free kicks, straight away. Um, and meanwhile... John's having a good weekend in the back line. Jake Lloyd just posted a healthy triple figure 111, which in the old system is probably 130 something. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Um, Darcy Byrne Jones for Port in that demolition and scored 84. Yeah, solid. Um, Withered. <laughs> Withered and doing whatever he can to keep himself relevant in this yeah. competition. He DNPs for John. John's obviously aware of that, and he's left him on in favour of loopholing in he's Heath sure. Shaw on the bench. 21. I can tell you he's shit from last year. And that was a very last-minute pickup. It was. He traded out Grant Birchall for Heath Shaw, um, and Grant Birchall went 36. <laughs> so it's not the worst trade, but it's not the best either. <laughs> um, now, still playing in this game, you've obviously loopholed. You've done a bit of a yeah. multi-level loophole. You've brought in Pruce into your ruck from Melbourne <laughs> to captain and get the DMP, while on the bench you've got Rowan Marshall, who's obviously just starting his game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like Rowan Marshall's actually not a bad ruckman, but when Paddy Ryder plays, <clears> it just kills me. Mm-hmm. And you'll need Marshall to go big today to uh, to help you. Cause Especially you, when Hayden Crozier's on negative six. Because as it stands, like we said, John's got you by just over 100 points. Mm. Well, a bit more now, because Crozier just shaved off six points from your score. Um, you've got Crozier and just got a text from Ben James. Oh, yeah, uh, Sam Lloyd to go triple figures, or you've got the win. <laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, Hayden Crozier, you've got um, Rowan Marshall yeah. versus John's Mitch, Mitch Wallace. Wallace. Mm. So he's got Mitch Wallace plus 100, and you've got 
Crozier and Marshall. The big talking point in this game is that one bloke of mine has gone off on a stretcher. Um, yeah, that's your backline story, isn't it? Newman. And that's his season done. Gone. Um, if anyone's looking to trade a defender out, let me know. Oh, did we I'm say season now. done for Newman? We said looking good for next week. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, we'll get into a bit more of a deep dive on how that game goes later tonight. Let's just go through the other fixtures that are live. So you've got Mandaclorian FC, Sam Gillis, um, versus Kyle Holmes, Kyle Holmes. Yeah. Um, and they are currently a similar margin. Sammy's got him by 110 at the moment. Um, and Sammy's got... One player playing, Matthew Suckling. Versus Kyle's three players. So he's got Hunter Clark, Jay Gresham, Bailey Smith. And those players are all spuds. So you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, this is um, not a healthy looking contest. It's yeah. four average scores we're expecting. So can Suckling outdo Clark? Well, Suckling plus 100. Can he outdo yeah. Clark, Gresham, Smith? We'll see. Big talking about this game is that um, Sammy's made Callum Ward his captain. <laughs> And he scored a healthy 55 in his comeback game where he's got Lockie Whitfield. Todd Goldstein went 127 mm-hmm. as his ruckman. Yeah, yeah. He went Luke, had Luke Parker as captain beforehand. He's got 94. Like, mm-hmm. If Sammy loses this game, it's his fault. This is just one example of a few I have in the next couple of minutes about the young pups in the comp still learning how to use that captaincy role. Absolutely. Um, it'll come with experience. Now, moving on to the next fixture again, just looking through these. Um, the reigning Premier... The Bowdens, mm. um, now with a short, sharp team name, taking on the opposite, a very um, <laughs> convoluted team name, the Mean Green Antagonistic something or other. So, even Stevens, Nathan's got him by 20 points. This is actually a cracker game. Yeah, this is going to go down to it. So, Nathan's got a 20 margin, and they've both got one player live. Or well, two, because Nathan's got Timmy English. And Patrick Lipinski. Oh, so Lipinski is looping in He's for looping Stephen. In. Yep. Okay. Whereas Joshy's got Bonts on captain. Oh, so it's really two versus it's two. two versus two with Nathan's got 20 extra points. You expect Joshy to take the win here. I reckon Bont will go big. He hasn't had a stat yet, and it's been a few minutes into the game, mm. whereas English has got a kick, maybe three hitouts. He's on three, and Lipinski hasn't got a stat. So yeah. it really could be anything at the moment. But yeah, Bont and Pelly doubled, taking on English and Lipinski. Joshy switching... Toby Green from vice from captain to vice captain was decision. has kept him in the game because he got a past thirty nine past thirty nine absolutely like uh, the player he is moving on to the next live game we've got yeah uh, Giuseppe's hang on what happened in the off season again I think Giuseppe did he sell the club on yeah oh no, oh no Simon sold the Simon club Simon sold the club to Giuseppe um, who's now the the club owner. And Simon's continuing on as manager. That's right. So Simon's kept the managerial role. Yes. The yep. ownership and executive decisions yep. have gone to Giuseppe. That's right. I, I feel like there was some news that came out after round one. I might have just forgotten what's happened there. We'll have to, yeah. We'll have to bring in Simon. Shall bring him now and see what's... Yeah, give him a buzz after this segment. We'll get his um, words on that. Yeah. Um, it's been a long break since round one. It has been. But back to the game. Um, Simon is looking yeah, all, but, all but done here. So he's got uh, the claw by 80. 83 points. Yeah. Fuck, mental mass is... <laughs> Not my forte. Um, and you still got Jack McRae as captain, who's already got 11 points. Posting. So McRae is going to post a big score. He was on trajectory to do that. Jack Steele is also live. And it's versing... has he got Ross? No, nah, Ross isn't scoring. Yep. So he's just got Steele and McRae double, taking on um, 
the claw with Johannesson, Jason Johannesson, yep. Dunkley, and Billings. So it's three on three. Yep. And Simon's points. already got eighty points. <clears throat> big and point. Big point of this game is that the claw's gone a man down with Dunstan admitted without an emergency. Yeah, there again, has to, oh, another rookie. That's a rookie error from a young pup. Um, yeah. And he's got Sean Darcy as his ruckman. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Darcy's Sean. ruckman at 26. <laughs> but if, and obviously, Darcy went out injured in the game. He did. But if he was to bring his emergency on, it's Matt Cruiser, who was a DNP. <laughs> he's got three DNPs on his bench. So he's got an injury-riddled bench after what? This is the first game back from the long break. When you really the long break. expecting injuries. And Yago Amira was well-publicised and not playing. So he's had his chance to... Um, Fix his bench up. Either Morgan's lost his internet or something's gone wrong. Yeah, well, there's been a few met calls at work. <laughs> uh, next game, we've got Pubic Lice STI FC taking on Huey's Blueys FFC. It kills me to say this, but this is a very high scoring game. This is a huge game. Um, and I think Jordan has re- really upped his game from last year. Oh, I mean, the second half of last year, he was hot. Yeah, he was. But he's kept momentum rolling into this year. Zach has been a sponge hanging around Kyle and Ooh, yeah. jo- Jordan and getting any. Um, Knowledge that he can. What's the score here? So, Zach's finished his round. He's on 925. He's done, is he? He's done. That's a good score. And to be fair, he has no standouts, but he's got a pretty solid team. Pretty consistent. Um, With his bench actually pretty loaded as well. Yeah. But he's versing Dinger, and Dinger's on 868 with Caleb Daniel. So, if Caleb Daniel goes above 60 here, he's got him. Is that all he needs? It's yeah, it'd be about, okay. about seventy. If Caleb Daniel goes above seventy, Dinger wins. It's pretty weird seeing Caleb Daniel's headshot in the um, sidebar <laughs> without his helmet on. Yeah. Don't recognise that him. Um, Caleb Daniel was the bane of a few of my nightmares late last year when I brought him in for Trelaw <laughs> and just didn't do what I thought he was going to do. Um, let's see if he can do it for Jordan. Uh, and the last game on my list here is the. The Battle of the Microphones. It's the two podcast hosts from last year, myself, Crustacean FC, and the Chicken Casserole. Chicken Casserole nearly took it out last year. He was mm. went deep in finals and choked toward the end. I went nowhere Never near. Him to win it. Went nowhere near the finals last year. So, <laughs> um, but the tables have really turned. I've currently got Ben by walking through it, Tim. What's the margin? <laughs> I can't count. No. Just under hundred. Ninety-four. Yeah. Six. Let's say that. Um, But the big thing is that Benny's got one bloke left, and I'm pretty sure he sent you a text about it. Yeah, actually, we've got some live live tweets here from the coach at the Casseroles. Seven minutes ago, Benny James, Sam Lloyd to go triple figures or you've got the win. A minute later, have I lost hope, question mark. Another minute later, come on, you clam, give me a pearl. (laughs) (laughs) Reference to oh, uh, Clam, Clam Lloyd. Uh, so, in this game, I have got... You've got him covered. I've got one... No, I'm done. You're done. That's right, I'm done. I finished in that Sydney game. And 9.15 is a solid score. You take that in the other week. So, i got 9.15, which I'm happy with. Not quite the same as what Zach posted, but I'm happy to be in the same ballpark as him. Uh, Chicken, he's needs to make 90 points on me, and he's only got Clam Lloyd left. He needs a miracle. He needs a big miracle. He is not known to go huge <laughs> very often. He has. He has gone above 100 has, in previous seasons. but In the shortened format, that's a 130-odd no. game. That's a big game. That's a big game. He'd need a bag of five goals and then he'd be pushing up the ground. Easy. So it looks like Crustacean is taking out um, the first that's win. A, that's a good win for you. First win of the season. And Ben has got his first loss for the season. 
So I'm just looking at Sam Lloyd's AFL average from last year. <laughs> and let's see his highest score of the year. 2019, average 78. It's a pretty good year for... Yeah, he was all right. He's all right. I had him for a bit. So let's flip this bad boy around. That didn't work, did it? This is great listening, by the way. All righty. He cracked... Oh, his highest score last year was 107 against okay. the Lions. So he can do it. But in the new format, that would be about uh, 80. About 80. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his so, lowest score was 45. So... That being said, I had Jack Darling pull out a career best. <laughs> I don't think we actually mentioned this enough in the podcast. Last year, Jack Darling gave me career best figures when I needed it. Ben but needs is this Sam as Lloyd. Critical? I don't think this is critical. I, I think it's a round two regular feature. I feel like this is the unspoken rivalry of the competition. The casserole and the crayfish. Yeah. Um, it's deep. It goes deep. It goes deep into the studio. It goes Elizabeth Street deep. <laughs> so, uh, we'll be back in about, um, I'd say, 15 minutes with a call from the coach slash manager of Lost Bowl Aficionados, just yep. to find out the intricacies of how the clubs run. Absolutely. A little exclusive for you here on Crab Chat. I think we should also call the coach of um, the chicken casserole himself. Yeah, get him on the phone. On the He's phone. got an assignment due at 11pm, but I think he needs a study break. He needs a study break. Everyone does. And uh, he'll be coming in live from Darwin, and then... After that, we'll come in with uh, the round that was. Absolutely. Stay tuned. Please. And we're live here with the coach of the chicken casseroles, Ben Edwards. Ben, talk us through it. How's the round going, mate? Chico uh, roll to you, thanks, Crab. And uh, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I, uh, I'm still pretty uh, positive despite this round's uh, potential loss or probable loss. We've got Clam Lloyd playing his heart out at the moment, but he needs to get triple figures, and I'm not sure if he's ever gone triple figures, even in a pre-COVID uh, world, so <laughs> look, I, um, I'm already looking towards next week, um, <laughs> but I've still got, uh, you know, joyful spirit, thanks to the likes of teams like um, Robo's Janitors, that just always make you grateful that, you know, focus on your own team, mate. Remind you that things could be worse. Any comments on that, Flog? Yeah, he's not he's not wrong. <laughs> he's got ben, no blokes on the stretches. Chicken, you're not the only coach to throw the towel in early. We've also got Sam currently in the group chat saying uh, he's conceding to Kyle. You got me, Kyle. Callum Waters cooked me. I regret nothing. Um, how does it feel knowing that you're one of the reigning top teams from 2019 and you've just had... A cold dish of undercooked chicken served here for dinner <laughs> from the bloke who was nearly standing there with the microphone at the Perth Comedy Lounge. Yeah, look, uh, Crustacean, I expect better journalism from you there. I don't come to these press conferences to just to be ridiculed. Uh, it, it's just a question. Just, just answer the question. Just answer the question, please, Ben. And uh, they played all four quarters. They even, yeah, they put their uh, hearts out even though it was... They reduce uh, quarters this year, so no utmost uh, pride in the um, display that the chicken casserole put on this week. And look, we didn't get up, but uh, that's right. I think we'll look back at the end of this season and um, we'll be laughing, whilst the crustaceans will once again be sweating at the thought of having to follow through on a punishment. And looking at your team for next week, if you're looking ahead already, are there any players who's uh, little chicken heads on the chopping block, or are they getting backed in for next week? Yeah, look, that's a much better question. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, How about a little journalism to me, mate? 
commenting on the journalism? I think I think the the midfield has got uh, a bit of uh, working out. I think um, it, I've got great flexibility in the number of midfielders that I have, and Lockie Hunter being suspended for a relatable uh, traffic offence. Um, Very think relatable. Makes, uh, makes a lot of um, a lot, lot of interesting possibilities for the, the casserole. Lots of different ingredient combos that could really end up with a beautiful dish. So, yeah, I think uh, you're not going to see the same midfield as uh, this week, but you'll definitely see some loophole action in the future. And, yeah, with um, my bench forward performing so poorly, even though he didn't affect or, yeah, he didn't come into play in this week's loss, I think uh, Will Hoskin-Elliott will be up for trade if anyone's up for grabs. And I heard Sean Higgins is going for a steal, so I might put that trade offer through. Uh, you've really sold him there, Will Hoskin-Elliott. He sounds very really tempting. <laughs> With a solid 22. Um, just on the Lockie Hunter uh, saga, what's going to be your own punishment for him, given the fact that the apple hasn't fallen far from the tree? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> the, uh, the casseroles understand that uh, life hands you uh, a hand, and <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's a draw four, and sometimes it's a reverse. <laughs> the, the cards that you get dealt, but I'm not here to judge. Uh, Lockie Hunter has apologised. He's been punished by the... Uh, Shut up, Ben. <laughs> Great timing. Look, I'm sure Ben had nothing good to say anyway. Um, and if for it's worth Ben, if you're listening to this, all I was going to say next was that never say never. Clam Lloyd is on 16 late in the second quarter. <laughs> he could he Pull could out. find 80 points in the second yeah. half. But things can always be worse. You could be Tim, who's got two players playing. Uh, going? Hayden Crozier and Rowan Marshall. Late in the second, Marshall's on four and Crozier's on seven. <laughs> and what's Mitch Wallace on? Who I'm versing? Mitch Wallace always having a quiet day. What's he on? Uh, Is it more than wow. eleven? He's on twenty. So I've got. One, he was on twenty. I've got like one half bloke who's got twenty. He came at the blocks hard for twenty, and he's literally hasn't touched the ball in about twenty minutes. He's got more points than both my players. Anyway, that was a little exclusive there of the chicken casserole, um, and more to come soon. Have you reached Jordan from the Bogue Strata? Please leave a message after the phone and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you. <laughs> and we're back at Crab Chat HQ on the road on here the in uh, Cirque Circle. Is mm. it Cirque or Circe? I don't know, to be honest. I call it Circe, but it's probably a Cirque. Yeah, I always call it Cirque Circle. It's like a circle without an L. It, yeah, that's what I tell people. Do you know who else is without an L? Tim Robertson. <laughs> no, you got two wells. You got 0-2 to start the season. I'm 0-2. Uh, this guy here, this round, oh. no wells. But I'm 1-1. One one. I've got an L. Um, anyway, we're here at half time um, for our live podcast. And we were planning on... Mm. We had an idea. We're going to record the live podcast for the last quarter and sort of commentate who needs what points to you know get on top. But the way this Bulldog St. Kilda game has gone, the round's finished. The round is finished at half time. People had players and needed to fire who haven't. People who had players <laughs> who needed to fire it. did. And at half time, every fixture is pretty much wrapped up. Wrapped up. There's no There's, we know the outcomes of each game now. So we're gonna go through them and, and say what's happened. But there is one that's still on the Oh no, nah, I think it's done. Is um Yeah, it It should be done. We debated this. It's Morocco Nathan. Yeah. So Morocco's got Bont at his captain. 
versing Tim English. And who's the other bloke he's got? Scott Lipinski. Lipinski. Lipinski, Tim English versus Bont. And Nathan's got 50 points ahead of him. It's over. Yeah. And Bont, Bonapelli, who is obviously captaining for Meraki, just shat the bed the first half. 19, 19 points. 19 points. He's been tagged hard. Whereas English has got 27. Lipinski's having a blinder on 43. I don't know how Nathan's done it. Um, so Nathan's got him. And it looks really like that was the game going down to the wire. Yeah, yeah. But Nathan's got in the bag. So let's walk through the rounds, uh, the fixtures in the round and say who's yeah, um, was. pretty much wrapped their games up. Not yet official, but all but done. This is official. This one's official. Uh, John Maritz versus Tim Robertson. Way Lee versus Janitors. Uh, and My mops were very soggy mm. to begin with, with a good Pendles 100. So just um, an hour ago, we talked about, before the game started, how you needed Crozier and Marshall to fire. Yeah. And at halftime, Crozier's on... 18. Marshall's on... 13. They haven't fired. And Wallace is on 29. Wallace for John is having a good a good game. Yeah. For a, a forward, game. For a forward, 29 at halftime. He might end up with 60, 65. Yeah, easy. For, for a forward, yeah, that's fine. in the old system, 80-ish. Yeah, it's you'd, fine. you'd love that. So, and John has still 106-point lead. So that game is done. Congrats, John Moritz. He's 2-0. Yeah. and o. He's 2-0. and o. He's and I'm 9-2. And for a bloke who is, what, is in bed and it's... 5.14pm. He hasn't got out of bed today. Yeah. We called him earlier and he said, do not interview me. So we're going to call him soon and interview him. <laughs> um, he ha- has not left his bed today and he's still managed to beat you. You've been out for an 8k I run, you've walked the dog, you've done the dishes. Yeah. And you- yep. And the thing that matters most, I fucked. <laughs> Next game, we've got uh, Gillis and Holmes. Yeah, Cole's three players uh, are brilliant players actually. Mm. Um, and we always had ne- faith in them. Always had faith. We've Never been talking them up since the start. These are three solid players. And that game's over. Kyle's in mm. front with three players left and Sammy's got one player left. Yeah. Something. And so Kyle's home and hose. 17-point lead, two extra players. Yeah. Done. We try to ring um, Gillis for a comment. Yeah, we reached out, but Gillis declined to comment. He, mm. um, his people answered the phone. They said, yeah, Sam's not available. Um, Which is interesting given the fact that Callum Ward scored yeah. 55 as captain. We would have loved to hear Sam's opinions on yeah. captaining Ward, but just couldn't quite get in touch just, with him. I think it's just a beginner's move, which is fine. Yeah, and unfortunately he hasn't got any chance to defend himself. But no chance. It would have been great to have him on the show. Yeah. Um, so Kyle was also 2-0. So we've got Kyle and John sitting on top of the table. Next and fixture. Next fixture, we've got uh, the Bowdens and Meraki. We just spoke about this one. Yeah. So Meraki um, with Bontempelli. I'm just, glad Meraki's going to go 9-2. and two. Yeah, 0-2 after... He was the runner-up last year, wasn't he? he was, was it him and this? No, oh, no, no. this is the this is the grand final replay. Grand final replay. Wow, that has not been hyped up enough. The grand final replay, and it almost was a blockbuster. Yeah, went down to the last game and just didn't quite. And the bond has killed Joshy. Yeah. So, Meraki is now zero and two, and the oh, Bowdens okay. are one and one. Yeah. The fact that Joshy still hasn't got Tim Taranto, Tim Taranto in his team is hurting him. Yeah, yeah. We thought that after the buy, we'd see Trelaw and Taranto, two old crustaceans, may I add, um, back in the squads, but they're just not quite back from their injuries. No. Um, and it's hurting both of them. And it is hurting both of them, but I think especially Josh needed Taranto to play yeah. today. I think Nathan's won this game with the loophole with Taylor Adams. Yeah. That's Could, made a difference. I think he would have made room for, let's say, obviously, hypothetical Taranto was playing. Mm-hmm. Would have had a choice between um, Polek or Miller. Yeah, I'd say Miller. I reckon he would have dropped Pollock. You reckon? Yeah, probably. Even though Miller got 70, Pollock got 90. That's a great score from Pollock. Huge. Huge score. So, Josh's fringe players always do well for him. Josh is a, he's a seasoned veteran of this competition. 
Next fixture, we've got... Oh, this one's pass. Um, Absolute pass. Simon and Morgan. Um, this one's done. Do we call... I know this is a big call, hmm. but at what stage do we change Morgan's name? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of, after this performance, um, him changing his name to Creds. Because <laughs> he, he has... He's had a stinker. He's got a DNP on the field with... No one on the bench. And the best thing <laughs> leaping is, in for the him. best thing is about it is that he also has Zach Merritt as captain. <laughs> yeah, wasn't Creds <laughs> Zach Merritt and Joel Selwood were the faithful captains yeah. for Creds FC. So he's got Zach Merritt as captain. He's got a DNP on the field with no one subbing in from the bench. He's got three DNPs on the bench. One of those DNPs is a ruckman, while his other ruckman got injured during the game. So he officially has no Big ruckman trouble. for next week. Big trouble. He should have known O'Meara wasn't playing. He had a chance to work that out. He's got no forwards on his bench. He's also got Jeremy Cameron in his forward line, who I'm pretty sure Soden Creed also had his forward line. I've got a good feeling that's right. Yeah. So the similarities are... A lot of questions are being asked about this Claw outfit. Mm. Um, and what was the Claw's first round score as well? Let me look that up. He lost. I know that. I don't think it was good. I think, I don't think, I it was think good. we mentioned on the podcast with John last the round. The Claw's first score... Was the lowest in the league of seven seven three. I think he's done it again. He's done. It. He's on six nine nine at the moment. But interestingly, in this fixture, Los Bola, Aficionados, and the Claw, they've both got a lot of players still playing. So it's half time with the Dogs and the Saints. Mm. Simo's got McRae captaining. Yep. And he's having a good good yeah, first yeah, half. Good first half. Steele had a massive first 57. half. Fifty seven. And he's also got Hanabry. Um Are they playing? Hanabry and Ross. I think no, yeah, neither of them actually counting. Wow. They're both on the bench. Stacked and bench from Ringer. Yeah, he's got a huge bench. He's got Hanabry on 46 at halftime, Ross on 57 at halftime. Wow. Um, so, some big scores there, not counting for Simo, but luckily for him, didn't need it. Didn't need it. He's playing pass. Whereas uh, Morgan has Johannes in the back line, Dunkley in the middle, and Billings in the middle. So, he's got yeah, three players as well. Players, but just the difference in scores. Kind Johannesson's of a bit quiet, 20 in the back line, so yeah. he might get a 40 total, which yeah. is pretty low. Dunkley, Dunkley's massive. 64 yeah. in the first half. Wow. That's huge. And then Billings, 55. So, if anything, a bit of consolation for Morgan. He's storming at home. He absolutely is. With Dunkley. Dunkley and Billings will give him a, a big hit. score. He actually might get close to 800. Yeah, okay. That's better for him. Mm. Yep. Actually, you know, he should get comfortably over 800 with yeah. three players. Yep, yep. I can't talk about this, but yeah. Um, meanwhile, in the next fixture, um, this is a big, two old big mates, game. Dingham and um, Z-Mac, Pubic Lice and Hueys. What's happening here, Tim? This is actually a great game, to be honest. Two high scores, both going above 900. Um, the, the difference in this game, uh, I hate to see it, is Max Gorn. 246 as captain is insane. Mm. Um, but it looks like if, unless Caleb Daniel shits the bed second half, Thing has got in the bag. Yeah, and we were reliving the draft night, trying to work out how Dinger got Max Gorn again. Because it's been a while since draft night, we're forgetting a few things, and obviously finishing third in um, the Roto Grundy day mm. means that Grundy and McRae went before him. Absolutely. And then there's Dinger with Gorn sitting there for the oh, day. I can't even remember who I got first pick. Yeah, I, I remember. No I got Brody Grundy. Uh, did you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My whole draft is surrounded by Max Gorn. So. But yeah, the way it sits now for Dinger and uh, Zmac. Dinger's 26 points behind, but he's got Caleb Daniel to play. Um, and that's it, because Zach's got Bradley Hill on the bench, who won't count. Yeah. So it's literally, he just it's needs just Caleb Daniel to make 30 points in the last yeah, half. He'll do it in a quarter. 
Yeah, we was on forty at half time, but it should be comfortable. Yeah, it will be. Stranger things have happened though. I agree. I agree. Caleb Daniel could have no impact this half, and it literally might go to the wire. Yeah. But you put the smart money, that Dinger will take it out by yeah. 15, 20 points. I'd say so. It's close yeah. game, but Dinger's wrapped it up. Yeah. Uh, and that means Dinger will also be a third coach on oh, two wins. Kyle, Johnny, and Dinger. Whereas Zach will slip to one and one. Interesting. Uh, and then the last fixture for the round. Yeah, uh, wrap this up. I'll wrap this up. I'll it's let you take it away. A tale of two hosts. It's the crustacean and the chicken. And I mean. It was a story of the back line, really. We've looked at this already. Um, we've been on the phone before. Um, that interview got cut short with my phone dying. We continued it later and forgot to record it. But Ben did concede. <laughs> ben didn't say much, did he? No, he's, he's a shit. Doesn't he's, ever. He's a fucking... He's a loser. <laughs> um, the back line was where it happened. So, Hawley, Weller and Cunningham for the Crustaceans, all with big scores. Mm. Meanwhile, Laird and Shepard disappointed for the chicken. Only really Salem was posting a good score. Yeah. And Melbourne had a good game. And I was in a good game for Melbourne. Because mm. apart from that, the middle and the forwards and the ruck, it's give or take. Yeah. I think I might have won the forward battle. Ben won the middle ruck battle. Yeah. But it was the back line the back that line decided won, the game. Absolutely. And Ben's only got Sam Lloyd still to play. He's only on 18 and Ben needs about another <laughs> 80. 80 points. <laughs> so that, game is, that game's dusted as well. So you're both one and one. We're both one and one, which leaves us with what, three coaches who are undefeated. Yeah, three coaches undefeated, three coaches none in two. Yeah. And a whole mid-pack chasing. Whole mid-pack chasing. Look, I've been the crab. Tim's been the janitor. I've been the janitor. I'll come back later with a bit more of a deep dive. Tim's got to walk the dog before Sandy cracks the shits. <laughs> um, otherwise, it'll be Ollie in the bedroom and Tim in the kennel. Good old Saturday nights. <laughs> All right, we're back to the present, and boy, were me and Tim off. So here are the results as they were. So Jumbo Seafood, 871, defeated Robbo's Janitors, 846. As we predicted, no surprises there. The next fixture, uh, Curl Hermscrib, 969, defeated Mandaclorian, 860. Again, no surprises there. We both tipped that one. What we didn't tip, though, um, as we said, were the Spuds, Smith, Gresham, and Clark, to get 93, 92, and 89, respectively. And in the old system, that's looking at some big numbers. That's looking at about 110 plus for each of those three plays. Next fixture, Nathan and Josh, the grand final replay. Yep, Nathan went ahead and got that one as you predicted, but Jesus, did Bontempelli let down Josh? He had a quiet night, um, especially against English and Lipinski. Uh, looking at the next fixture, Simon, this one went down to the wire more than anyone expected. Um, Los Bola Aficionados, 8.65, defeated the Claw, 8.30. So a 35-point margin. And at a point in that fourth quarter, I believe it was much closer than that. And the Claw really showed a sign of pinching his uh, victory off Simon. Um, and to think that we said earlier that this was a pass outfit, this one's done, calling Morgan's the new, Morgan the new creds. Um, McRae as captain really disappeared for Simo um, and working alongside Steele whereas for Morgs, Dunkley and Billings nearly nicked a victory so that was one to watch the next fixture though uh, I've got a quote from Tim earlier in the podcast saying wrapped up this one's done uh, is Dinger and Zach who it's happened before in the past season it's heartbreak when it happens but to get the second highest well 
second or third highest score of the round in a losing team, it hurts. And that's what happened to Dinger. Um, Huey's Bluey's 925 defeated Pubic Lice STI FC 921. Four points and, oh, I don't know, Caleb Daniel needed like, what, four points in the last 10 minutes and just went nowhere near the ball. Um, and I was watching at one point with two minutes to go, uh, St Kilda moving the ball forward and he was standing in the most least impactful position on the ground. Just had no idea what he was doing that last quarter. Very unlike Caleb Daniel. So four-point loss to Jordan. I'd love to say I feel bad for him, but we know the history. Uh, and then the final game of the round, no surprises here, Crustacean FC kicked away the last probably game or two of the weekend. 9-15, defeated Chicken Casserole, 8-56. So that's the results from the round two. Uh, and where does that leave us with the ladder? Let's have a look. So, Curl Hermscrib sitting on top, and I really wish he would change his profile picture because every time I see it, I get this weird shiver down my spine. But he's won two, hasn't lost one. Percentage is very healthy. He's got a percentage of 111, which puts him pretty well clear of second place. Uh, he's got rowers janitors next, so no surprises if he goes 3-0. Second on the ladder, Huey's Blueys, also 2-0. And then third on the ladder, we've got Jumbo, also 2-0. Then we come down to the middle of the pack. These teams have won one, lost one. We've got Chicken Casserole in fourth, thanks to a healthy victory in round one. Pubic Lice STIFC in fifth, thanks to just a narrow loss by four points. Keeps his percentage healthy. In sixth, yours truly, Crustacean FC, just shy of 100, point percent, 100 percentage points. And then in seventh, we've got the Bowdens in eighth. Lost Bola Aficionados in ninth, Mandalorian FC. And then in the bottom three, teams yet to win a game. We've got Robbo's Janitors in 10th. Uh, mean Green, Antagonistic Regime in 11th. And The Claw in 12th. And that is a ladder after round two. Breezing through this, looking at the standout players for the round. Uh, Todd Goldstein, absolutely fucking monster the ruck, 127. And thinking about the context of the shortened format, that would be a huge score in a full-length game. Uh, he played for the Mandalorian FC. Second, another ruckman. So we've got one and two, a ruckman this week. Maxi Gorn, four points shy of Goldstein, 123, playing for Pubic Lice, STI FC. Uh, and then Zach Butters, 114, puts him third. After a very quiet round one for Zach Butters, he's gone bang. Not surprising, thinking about the game and the margin at Port Adelaide, Adelaide game. But he's gone 114, and it's unbelievable when this happens, but he does not belong to a single coach. He was in the free agent pool with a big 114. And then the fourth highest score of the round goes to uh, Billings, 112, playing for the Claw. Now, if you look at that again, all of these players in the top four for the round were either a free agent or in a losing team. I'll let you draw your own conclusions about what that means. Uh, looking at my favourite segment, probably the favourite segment of all of us, uh, coaching clangers. Now, the first coaching clanger is a dual coaching clanger slash Timmy Ting. Now, Tim's whole back line combined for a total of 102. It's been well documented this weekend how shit Tim's backline was. But 102 for all three players is nine points less than just one of John's defenders, Jake Lloyd, with 111. 
So Jake Lloyd outscored all of Tim's back line, and that is probably one of the key reasons why Tim is sitting third last on the ladder. But then it goes both ways. I've got John here for a coaching clanger. What have you with it done? John Lee is the DNP boogie man on the field, and last minute brings in Heath Shaw into his bench to loop through and get with it and score. Heath Shaw posted a very healthy 21. Now, Heath Shaw has been well known to put these sort of scores on the board, and Witherden has been just the curse of this competition from way back when, when he fucked up Kyle, right through to last year, through to again to this year now. So, John should have known. He's a cursed ancient Egyptian amulet. You don't want Witherden on your team list. But he's brought in Witherden and Shaw, and he's paid the price. The next one is, again, well documented in the group chat this weekend, Captain Ward. So Sammy Gillis, one of the newcomers to the comp, brings in Callum Ward into the side, very late minute, and gives him the captaincy, something I can't recall seeing at any point last year or this year, to have a player come into your side and then straight into the captaincy. And Ward repays the faith, says, thank you, Sam, I'll be a captain, and posts a 55, while literally one slot lower than Ward on Sammy's team list was... Todd Goldstein. And as we know, Todd Goldstein, highest scoring player in the round, 127. So that's a big clanger. Sammy's opponent, we've got nothing from Kyle, just like in the group chat for most of last year. Absolutely nothing from Kyle. Uh, and then surprisingly, the next fixture, I've got nothing really stands out for coaching clanger between uh, the grand final replay, um, Nathan and Josh, even though they're both the round's lower scores, which I think is a coaching clanger in itself. Uh, and then last coaching clanger here, I've got Morgs. Morgs, I mean, where do we start? He's got a DNP on the field and three DNPs on the bench. And he's got no fit Ruckman. It's a management, a list management clanger. You've got to get your squad beefed up, Morgan. You've had, what, three months to do it from round one or so? Fix that squad up. But the ultimate coaching clanger, as we know, comes in the form of the round two Archie Dickens medal nomination. This week's nomination goes to none other than Simon, lick my butthole, Ringrose. Simon, you have got the third draft pick as your captain, and you're playing Creds 2.0, and you still had to suffer a heart-stopping Sunday night of footy. You've got two of your highest-scoring midfielders on the bench in Dan Hanabry and Seb Ross, both playing for St Kilda. Jack McRae disappeared when it mattered and you only just managed to beat a bloke who had four DMPs and a Ruckman that scored 26 points. But not only did you have that dog meat of a weekend, the former owner and now just coach of the FKO Fondlers messaged Crab HQ this evening and said, when you hose me on the podcast, which I'm doing right now, thank you very much, when you hose me on the podcast, just note... And then he attached a screenshot from something called Calvin's Captain's Top 10. Sounds like some John Neckbeard deal. And this Calvin's Captain's Top 10 showed Jack McRae as a number one choice for a fantasy captain this week. Simon, this does not tell me that you were justified in your decisions this weekend. This tells me that you're just another spineless lawyer who can't think for themselves. And for that, you get the round two nomination for the Archie Dickens medal. I actually can't, if I f- scroll back through, who was the round one? Nathan Amrill. So we've got for 2020, one vote Nathan, one vote Simon for the Archie Dickens. And 
wrapping this thing up, the tips for round three. So looking at who's going to do what in round three. Let's look at the fixtures. So up first, I've got Kyle to do some absolutely unholy things to the Robo's janitors, uh, which will put Kyle 3 0 after round three. I've got Jumbo Seafood, a Whaley special, to beat the Mean Green antagonistic regime. Though I don't think that'll be a blowout. Obviously, John's in third and Morocco's in 11th on the ladder, 2 0 versus 0 2. But we know Morocco, we know what he did last year. He can turn a club around. He's not afraid to trade. He's not afraid to take big risks. Um, and he's not afraid to be in your DMs all week about a trade he wants to get through. He pushes the agenda. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see a very different antagonistic regime next week. And I think he will improve on this week's score. So that'll be a close one, but still John for mine. Uh, we've got Man, uh, yeah. Yeah, Man McClure NFC taking on the Claw. I've got Morgs to beat Sam on an upset here. Obviously, I've just spoken about how Morgs is creds 2.0, um, but I can't see him making the same mistakes two weeks in a row. I also see Sam learning a lot from his mistakes this week, but I've just got a feeling Morgan's squad, to get within 30 points of Simo, with four blokes not playing, and a Ruckman who went down in the first half, I think, I think once he patches those holes... The rest of his squad's are very healthy, and he might be a big surprise packet. So I'm going to see him get his first win next week against Sam. Then I've got the Blueies to beat the Bowdens. Um, Zach's got a good team. I mean, as me and Tim were scrolling through before, he's got a good squad. Nathan, don't know how much focus he's putting into his fantasy team. I did see him do a loophole during the weekend, so he's paying attention, but I think Blueies are pretty powerful. He might be three on the trot. I've got myself, the Crayfish, to beat the Aficionados next week. Um, even though I think Simon will post a much higher score should McRae um, play as good as he can, I also think Grundy will post a much higher score as captain next week. So that should cancel out. Um, Crustaceans in the 900s this week. I think we're looking good to do that again next week. And the last fixture of round three, I've got the pubic lice to infect the fuck out of the casseroles. Um, casseroles are washed up. Yeah, and in my honest opinion, and I, I want to put this lightly, they have no place in our league and I would like to see them fold by 2021. That's all we've got here. I've been the crab man. You've been amazing. And we'll see you in a week.